Hello and welcome to the first season of Talk Sustainability with Sandeep. I am your host Sandeep Raghuvanshi and over the course of this podcast series we will deep dive into corporate sustainability from an Indian context and investigate more through our conversations with multiple relevant stakeholders. It is estimated that around 40% of total food produced in India is wasted. More than half of India's urban waste is organic in nature and food waste from kitchens and groceries is among the largest components within that. For the natural process to continue, most of this should go back into the soil. But this is not how it is right now with most Indian cities. It either decomposes in landfills or lies in neighborhood mounds. So what are the options available for bulk food generators in cities? To discuss this today, I have Kabir Odeshi from Mumbai who's founder of Flycatcher Technologies. Welcome Kabir, could you briefly introduce us about what you do? Uh, thank you Sandeep. So uh, I'm an engineer. That's what I like to uh, think of myself and uh, I've taken on the challenge of processing food waste. It was something that I was concerned about uh, 10 years back and I started working on this full time since 2013. So uh, yeah, seven years now I've, uh, I've been working on waste management and uh, in particular treating uh, the food waste. It is the largest component of waste generated and seems to be the one that uh, needs most, most attention but is, is the most uh, ignored. So my, my first uh, step was actually to just make my own home zero waste and, and not contribute to this problem uh, which I succeeded in 2013 and since then my home has been zero waste in Mumbai and, and then I started helping other people doing that. So uh, in, order be, in order to be able to continue this work uh, I started as a proprietary firm and eventually founded Flycatcher Technology LLP which is providing solution primarily to the Indian cities. Our main work currently is in uh, Mumbai and Goa where we enable uh, organizations, so hotels, uh, hospitals, societies uh, to become zero waste uh, by processing their food waste at source. So we, we provide the technology and technical support. That's the kind of the operation we run right now. So um, food waste is of course a, a large issue, right? And we are talking about, uh, let's say, the bulk generators, as you mentioned, uh, from your hotels, from the industrial kitchens, uh, from from so many other places, including the one which has not reached the kitchens, like in groceries. So which of these are the primary sources uh, of the food waste generation where your technology has been most adopted? Uh, yeah, so the technology that we've developed Currently, the, our, uh, the main customers are hotels and uh, hospitals and uh, yeah, so it's, it's canteen. We also have the military uh, using it. We also have schools. So it's, it's, it's a mix. We don't have one large, but I guess off late, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, I guess it's all over the board. There's no one particular sector that necessarily I can identify with it just seems to be a, a mix of, of government hospitals schools and and hotels that's what uh, we're seeing right now so so what what is your method of handling the food waste uh, what i understand of course is from the from biogas and which is which is a slightly superior way because even the compost that is generated is a bit superior so what exactly is the process by which you assist these organizations to manage their food waste Right. So, uh, 
So yeah, we, we've uh, worked on the basic engine is called anaerobic digestion, what we use. We, we chose this engine from our, from our own experience of processing food waste and, and what is actually practical, right? So for an urban setting, right, in a, in a city, in a modern city, what we, what we need, what the waste general needs, needs is something that is compact, easy to use and reliable. Right. So these are the three primary objects. So uh, we say that there are four major factors, right? So compactness, ease of use, odor free and reliability, right? So, so these main four factors. And we worked on developing the technology to be able to do that, right? So we, so we worked on anaerobic digestion and the basic process is the, the waste generator. All they have to do is, is crush the waste and feed it into the system. So the, the system comes with a inbuilt uh, crusher or a, or a feed station is what we call it. And that this feed station crushes the waste and it pumps it into the system. Now the rest of it is completely automated. So uh, it's controlled by a microprocessor and we also uh, monitor the system remotely. So, uh, so the system works uh, using naturally occurring bacteria and processes all the food waste into biogas and organic fertilizer. So currently the biogas is used to supplement cooking needs in kitchens and the organic fertilizer is used in the gardens of these uh, organization yeah so that's so that's how we uh, how we work and the the main criteria for it is again ease of use and and reliability uh, which which actually makes it practical I, I what i believe or the reason we've had the success is is it something that actually is sustainable and practical sure so if we just break down the the process and the four components that you said so what are the investments that the organization needs to make in terms of the space, uh, in terms of uh, money, uh, any maintenance requirements, energy consumptions, and how exactly to channel their waste? So so if you could just explain what exactly are the investments that those organizations have to make for this? Right. So if we uh, kind of take an average size system, right? so the investment depends on how much waste is generated, right? So... Uh, I mean, it, the investment cannot be the same for someone who generates, you know, uh, five tons of waste versus someone who generates uh, 50 kg of waste, right? So, the system uh, changes based on and the investment, right? Yeah, so in terms if, of the components, in terms of the components of the investments that have to be made. Uh, so, okay, so co the components of the investments, one would be a uh, little bit of time. So, there'll be some manpower, fairly low investment. Then... Uh, of course, there, there would be space required. And uh, so, so those are the inputs, right? There would be some capital required to buy the equipment. And then the outputs would be biogas and organic fertilizer. In addition to that, of course, one more input is uh, electricity. But overall, uh, you generate 10 times more energy than what you put in, at least, or even higher in terms of. So your, your energy cost is actually negative. And yeah, so in terms of uh, uh, even fertilizer savings, you would actually save more than uh, in your manpower. So overall, you get a, uh, it's actually a cost benefit. You know, you actually get a profit on running these systems. So uh, just to sort of uh, try to visualize that, if you could uh, help us with one, let's say one uh, scenario, one case study that you have had, where this was uh, very beneficial to the organization and it has been continuing for some time and also give one where someone was interested but because of certain constraints they might not have been able to put up the system so what would be those factors also 
Okay, so I'll, we'll start with what uh, where we've actually had uh, systems running, and I'll talk about a system in in Mumbai itself. So it's been running now for three years plus, and they're a, a non-profit hospital right in Bandra in Mumbai, and they were actually you know they have a, they have a very positive attitude, right? So uh, when this uh, concern was there in the city that you know people need to do it, uh, and they got to know of it. They said, okay, let's let's do it, right? You know, it's it's a requirement, and they went forward, and uh, the team said, let's do it, and uh, they got in touch with us uh, among other people, and so I guess they liked uh, our, our our work and our, our approach, and they they went ahead with it. So besides putting the system, you know, it's it's run by by sisters who live there. So the sisters took a lot of interest in ensuring that. The waste was, uh, waste was collected at you know from uh, the various wards in a segregated manner. Also putting in the right people to feed the system, right? So they collected it in a systematic way, fed it. They also ensured that uh, you know some level of cleanliness was maintained. So you know, of course, when you when you put the waste in, there's like to be some stuff all on the ground. So they always ensure the places spick and span. And uh, they also, you know, whatever advice we gave, whatever technical support they needed, they, they allowed us to come in and support them. So overall, you know, the the positive attitude of the hospital uh, was actually a, a very major factor in making this happen. Uh, and it also has resulted in some very fantastic benefits for them. So what the sister told me is one day they actually had a had a failure of their, uh, uh, you know, natural gas supply line. Of which, with which they cook food and because they had the biogas they could finish most of their critical cooking you know which they needed to uh, to feed some patients and 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 until that uh, natural gas uh, supply was restored so uh, in the morning it was it was you know something that worried them and now they even have a backup so that was you know the value of something like that was much higher than the you know what you could put down on paper uh, that's something that uh, they, they really mention in addition to that of course they you know they they understand waste and and they know they're doing the right thing which is another great positive uh, they've also been you know their their work has or their effort has been acknowledged by the you know the local municipal bodies and uh, elected representatives and also uh, the, their work has been appreciated by they have an accreditation uh, i think i'm not totally familiar with that but there's a accredit, accreditation board for hospitals and when they did a, a survey of the hospital, they, they actually, the fact that they were managing their waste uh, gave them, I don't know what, but it was really appreciated that, that they do this. Yeah. So they, so overall, you know, it's not just about, uh, I mean, it has a little bit of inconvenience in the beginning and getting used to it, but the positive effect and uh, has been really, really fantastic. And uh, they're really glad that they did. And then you said, what about places that didn't go ahead? We went. You know, we we actually got lot most of our work from word of mouth. So let, let, let me let me rephrase that part of uh, maybe just reiterate yeah. that part of the question. So yeah. was there any instance where someone was interested in the system, but because of certain constraints, it was not feasible for them to have that? So you know, interest is there on many ground, right? One is there's a general interest, like people say, okay, you know, yeah, uh, we we want to manage our waste, right? So that's a and and we need to do the right thing so that i think that kind of awareness is there everywhere in society right so that is one level of interest now the other level of interest is okay let's let's do something about it we know we have to uh, invest some amount of uh, money into this uh, and let's see what we do so that's the second level when you actually get down to it and and start you know 
putting in a budget and stuff so the, now you now the thing is when you need to invest in something uh many people would say okay this is too much for us to invest in a waste management system and they try and avoid it right so they would uh, continue doing what they're doing so that's a second level of interest and a third is okay when you go and say okay let's do it right uh, we have to do it and, and we're ready to invest in the amount so once we get down to that we've actually never not been successful in in actually doing a system so it's more a, a a point of just getting down and accepting that you have to invest in something like that so one is as you said the cost could have been a reason uh, what i'm trying to understand here is that as a byproduct of your process uh, or rather the two products of your process would be the gas and manure right so if someone does not have a facility uh, let's say does not have a garden or they do not have a facility where you have a big enough uh, portion where you need to use that manure would that be one of the constraints for uh, for the adoption of this system not really uh, because uh, you know the quantity overall per day is so small we've never felt that and and it, it yeah so there's enough space uh, or there's enough there always enough plants around where you can use this it's not okay. a, definitely not a constraint so let me then try to understand that what is the what is that uh, the ideal size of the kitchen waste that comes out let's say in, in terms of tonnage or in whatever manner you would want to mention that which would make it an ideal solution for any any such organization so again there is no so ideally we want zero waste right we don't want any kitchen waste coming out but uh, uh, there you know by by the way you know the, when things are cooked there always is wastage in terms of at least in terms of peel there's always some excess food you can never cook perfectly right based on your consumption is so there is no ideal size it, it just uh, you know whatever waste is generated based on that you can put in a system and, and support so like i said we even have single homes processing their waste and and then we have uh, we're doing a you know we're doing a large block of a city as well so it all depends on uh what is the size of uh, or the and quantum of waste and and what is the area you want to target yeah but, but when uh, we but when we look at the I, bulk I, I, kitchens let's say right when we look at bulk kitchens so bulk kitchens have multiple issues one is the waste okay in ideal world we don't want to have any waste but the reality is that there will always be uh, some mismatch between the supply and demand and generally it will be to have more supply than the demand would be the consumption would be right and then there are also inedible portion of a certain plant and there is there is some natural waste that always comes out from the kitchen anyway now for a bulk kitchen uh, to have this they have other costs also in terms of waste disposal there are regulatory aspects also so what makes it a ideal uh, scenario for the solution to be applied in a bulk scenario in a bulk kitchen scenario so okay so again it, it depends on what uh, what uh, what you want to do so a lot of people would be uh, they're happy with the uh, with the waste being collected even though it's it's actually a regulation right uh, that uh, that waste should be processed at source but uh, uh, there are ways to get around it yeah so if if you can get around the around the law then there's no need to actually process your waste or make any investment in it right but moment you you want to do the right thing and you want to follow the law and you want to support your community then you go in for it it's it's as simple as that so it just depends on what you want to do and how you want to run your operation sure so so which which are the primary regulations that uh, that apply uh, on so of course one is on the generators so there are the, the regulations in terms of uh, 
them having to process the waste if it is beyond a certain amount but let me rephrase the question rather what various health and safety regulations will apply if they were to use this technology in their premises uh, so the so the only regulation that encourages them to process their waste is the solid waste management rules 2016 which uh, requires every bulk generator so anybody who generating uh, more than 100 kg to process their waste within the premises yeah so as long as they do, so that is the main thing that in, that that actually mandates that they process their own waste and uh, besides that there is no other regulation you know stopping them from processing their waste but once they apply once they start using the technology and they start generating uh, the the biogas would there be additional regulations uh, from let's say because of the energy being generated or any other additional regulations from health and safety that will be applicable on those premises no no there are no other regulations because everything is it's totally environmentally friendly okay so uh, i mean this Uh, there is a favorable regulation all there is in general a sense among most of the people and organizations that they understand that this waste is a big issue they need to do something about it and for food waste there are only couple of options which essentially are available and this is slightly superior to just composting it because you are able to also capture the uh, the gas and it it takes out the carbon it also improves the quality of the manure that comes out so what what are the main reasons you feel that this is not being adopted as widely as should it should be so i mean yeah uh, there, there so there is a lot of interest right there there is no doubt and and we are growing and our uh, our growth rate is very high right but yeah the question is uh, what why isn't it everywhere right so Correct. Uh, um, so it's a, it's a mix the answer is a mix Uh, the the first thing is when the favorable favorable regulation came in a uh, lot of uh, organization went ahead and 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 purchased these uh, composting machines and the people have invested a lot of money in them what actually happens is to sustain the operation right it it actually requires a fair amount of space uh, so this space requirement is also sometimes a requirement of getting sawdust and a lot of manpower so the operating cost of composting technology is very high right so so then a lot of people got discouraged at that point of time and so 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 right now the market is more mature they understand you know we, the the whole uh, as a population or as a as community we understand we've had that experience with composting and and we know in reality uh, what it takes to make it run so then now when they have this second option there and people are looking at it and, and using it it is getting its due recognition and appreciation for what it does and uh, yeah so as a company we've also need time to grow and and meet the demand and and, and fine tune our product so i think overall the function of uh, realizing what needs to be done and and the technology that's required for it to uh, happen coming in coming into uh, you know into action and proving itself and uh now of course uh, we know there's a there's a demand all over india and uh, or maybe even the world right so the world has a demand but uh, uh as a company of course there's investment required and and still uh, investors are not i guess confident or they're still a little there, there's all there's a lot of uh, 
doubts about whether government will follow up on its uh, regulations, whether people will actually do the right thing. Uh, but I think over time, people will see that the right thing is what actually sustains and grows. So it's a, it's a mix between a lot of uh, yeah, doubts in people's minds about whether the right thing actually works. I would say so. So a mix between investors, uh, you know, people on the ground, stuff you know, based on what is sold. So yeah, big mix. I, I can't give you a simple answer, I guess. So I think, I mean, it's one thing about the, the company. So in, I was more interested in trying to understand the, you know, the overall solution uh, being adopted. And then, of course, we are talking about individual solution providers who enable those solutions to be presented to all the companies. Now, mm-hmm. food waste is generated. We know it's a, it's a massive amount, right? It's, uh, the mm-hmm. organic waste is more than half of our municipal waste. The regulations mm-hmm. also... Uh, require in one way but besides regulations also there are a lot of practical challenges also with the organizations and hence they need to do something or the other with the food waste that is being generated that is true even for the households now so the solutions have to be there right so one is okay composting something that happens outside the city which which has its own set of challenges to be able to do that in the backyard there are technologies and you are one of the providers in this particular technology which is the currently probably the most viable option. Uh, would that be fair to say that it's currently the most viable option? What are the alternatives in your mind that the any household or any kitchen generator, the bulk generator of food waste, can uh, can use to manage their uh, their food waste? Right. So, of course, you know our technology is my, is my baby, right? So I always say that <laughs> it, is, it is the best, and I truly feel that. I guess the, the best way is, is to let the market decide it over time as to which one they prefer. But I, but I will tell you my experience, right? So uh, Sure. So there are only two methods. For waste management, we have to rely on nature and bacteria are the one who do it, right? So there are two methods. One is called aerobic and, and the, the process is, is referred to as composting. Composting, the other one is anaerobic and the, pro- and the process is re- referred to as biogas or anaerobic digestion, right? So composting is something that has been tried a lot and was the first wave of uh, people who actually tried to process their waste. And, and this has been going on since 2000. Okay, So it's not a new thing. It's what, 20 years now. Right? So uh, since 2000, people have been working and, and they and for 15 years or so, they everybody tried uh, uh, to work with or most people. Right. So I'd say almost 90 to 95 percent of the solutions were composting. Uh, so composting, I would say, is great for uh, you know raw waste or, or you know plant waste. Uh, but the moment you have wet food, uh, it you know it takes a lot. You need to put in sawdust, dry it up, and you also need to have a fair amount of space to execute composting over time. Uh, since it takes about twenty days for uh, the waste to actually compost well. Of course, then people say that they can dry it up with with uh, with heaters. So now, but then the cost of power becomes so much, right? So so practically, we would say you need 20 days to do it, 20 to 40 days, right, to do it. And it's a great solution for, uh, I would say, uh, tree waste, you know, horticultural waste is where it's it's really good. Uh, or, you know, if you have a market with a lot of space available near it, so you can definitely do composting with a shed. Or... But the moment there's food waste, which is our rice, dal, curry, Anaerobic digestion is actually something that's completely sealed. There's no odor. It's much faster. You know, effectively, you're putting in waste every day. You're getting output every day. 
so uh, although technically uh, we we would we, we would say it's a it's a 20 day retention time right the waste stays in for 20 days but practically you you put in waste every day and you're getting an output every day so it's you don't have to really wait or do anything else once the waste goes in so for a, on a practical standpoint uh, another good addition for food waste uh, from from kitchen from our indian kitchen is 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 sustainable and another factor that our technology is reliability right so it's it's known right so this is this is scientifically known that the bacteria are extremely sensitive to temperature so any anaerobic digestion system uh, that we provide has temperature control inside and and that is what makes it reliable why whereas convention di- conventional digesters uh, were actually derived from the gobar gas tech so they you know uh, especially uh, anywhere in india right uh, the the temperature when it goes below 30 degrees or 28 degrees the, essentially the process stops so that's another reason for me why many of the older biogas plants uh, don't run sustainably so now this is another learning that uh, that people know and now even uh, governments are demanding digesters with the temperature control so so yeah so we have temperature control then there's another there's a we need to agitate inside so we have a method that does that uh, very reliably we have uh, you know the, all the ancillaries around it so we have a good feed station where you crush the waste we have a gas storage under pressure so the in the space requirement is minimum you get a nice strong flame in your kitchen so that the chef is also happy you know that you can actually cook with it rather than a very weak flame which was available earlier so so yeah the, so i guess for for what we've done is we've taken the same engine made it you know modern reliable easy to use you know i guess the analogy is uh, if you look at a, the first cars that came out you know in the early 1900s they were you know you needed actually a special person to make the show they ran they were called mechanics and everybody had a mechanic that fixed the cars and you know they had, and of course they had a lot of problems they would get punctures you know there were a uh, lot of maintenance that took place but now over time today we think of a car you you turn the turn the key and you drive right so you don't really need to know how it runs so we need a modern you need to modernize something and to make it uh, um, you know uh, modernize and also make it reliable to make it easy to use which is what we've done so you provide sort of turnkey solutions to companies so, so once they install apart from certain man hours any any requirement that comes in that will be catered by you yeah we have a we have a maintenance uh, system and uh, all our systems are iot enabled so we get the data on our server and uh, before the client knows something's wrong we we know that if if something is off and we immediately uh, send in a service person with the spare uh, so you know the downtime is minimum and uh, uh, yeah so so one of the things these systems are living systems they're bacteria right so uh, if we keep them healthy things you know they keep running beautifully without much trouble uh, but yeah the maintenance uh, of the ba- of the of the condition for the bacteria are important and you know, any any uh, you know there's any uh, downstream equipment that needs a small amount of maintenance we take care of that for the company and what are the typical let's say the uh, unit uh, uh, unit inputs and outputs involved so for every let's say 100 grams of food waste that is put in the system what are the outputs that get generated in form of gas and form of manure 
right so so i i'd rather work with 1 kg since so I, uh, yeah it'll be a little easier so for every 1 kg of waste in you get about 100 grams of biogas uh, uh available and uh, you get about 1 liter of uh liquid fertilizer which is ready to use so you can just mix it with equal quantity of water and use it in your plants okay and you earlier mentioned that from energy consumption this this generates 10x uh, of the energy that is made in input so overall uh, from any uh, any kitchen to install these systems typically what is the net benefit that comes out to them so how would their economics look like is is that a net positive contribution to them and at what point of time the uh, it it pays back itself right so definitely is net net positive and we worked out if you look at a you know uh, as a whole system at a, as a return on investment it comes within within 5 years so one of the thing with return of investment is 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 determined by the cost of disposal right so uh-huh. uh, if if we don't if we don't factor any cost per disposal then the return is 5 5 years approximately but if you factor in a cost per disposal right which now a lot of municipalities are have started uh, uh, putting in or or through some you know there a lot of organizers are seeing these costs up here uh, because they have to uh, outsource to some agencies then you actually get a, a return in uh, sometimes even within one and a half years or two years and i think this is probably the one of the primary drivers uh, right now right because since there is so little cost of disposal and if we look at in general the waste streams there is uh, there is a expectation that someone who's collecting waste would also pay me right for for many other kind of waste right now so waste is actually sold now as the market induced behaviors uh, are being controlled by the pricing mechanisms and this is what is happening all over the world so there would be no surprise that even in india we will have higher and higher cost of waste uh, disposal right and which would start turning some of these economics in favor of the solutions that can help manage and reduce the waste because in the end there is only so much land which is available for landfills and the risks over there are also very well known right? correct correct so yeah it's a primarily a, a very practical uh, aspect that there's no land where you can just and and uh, even our population is is you know is is aware educated it's politically very active so earlier you know uh, things that went on can't, can't go on today so a lot of the regulation is is due to uh, you know the population very aware uh, resisting uh, you know the lands near their fields or their villages being being given for waste disposal so then the cities do, you know just have a limited amount of land and and then they have to find you know some some solution and, and this is a law that uh, they fall back on and say you know once uh, so you you have to do it and the bulk generators can do it over time so essentially the economically there there is no free method you know so earlier you you would pay a couple of thousand rupees a year and all your waste disappear all your food waste so today it's not practical right uh, so the economics also are coming into the action true what so what kind of innovation that you see uh, would enable these technologies and these processes to become superior to what they are right now so what is it that you are working on what do you see in general or the entire solution industry working on uh, in terms of innovations so one of the things that i talked about is a is a remote monitoring system so the, we have the technology and even the way we work has changed 
Uh-huh. So being being uh, being able to remotely monitor these systems, and and when we say we're, we're talking about, you know, we'll have thousands or you know, you know, lakhs of systems everywhere, and uh, enable enable in, in order to be able to uh, have the capacity to service the system, you know, have being able to remotely monitor them and giving the right guidance to the people on the ground makes a huge difference uh, in the ability to scale. So that's definitely one. Uh, Uh, one of the uh, factors that today enable us to to do this to do these decentralized systems on a large scale and uh, other factors are of course uh, you know the, the components that go into system are all uh, customized for us for our need right because we we're, we're, de- we're dealing with different media we are we're dealing with biogas which has a fairly uh, uh, customized uh, requirements in terms of materials so currently uh, we we have suppliers who are you know customizing these for us and they, and it's still at a fairly small scale right it's not like a car where you where you can say i want you know in the thousands or lakhs of certain components so uh-huh. over time what will happen is as the demand grows we'll be able to uh, get uh, you know custom even better uh, you know more engineering into all the components that go into it and we can refine them further thereby you know uh, increasing the reliability and bringing down the cost so yeah it's a, it's a it's it's a currently it's a transition phase scale of demand is in there so that 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 supply is in there at the right cost so so as the demand increases we'll be able to engineer uh, better and better components at a better price and for anyone who who might be on the fence uh, someone who realizes the importance of this someone who who faces the challenge and they would want to manage their food waste in a better way what would be your message to them as to for the main factors that they should consider and to evaluate so that they can take a positive uh, positive decision to install these systems uh right so, so someone who's on the fence i would say uh, so a lot of people are are on the fence because of the past experiences they've had uh so i would request them is first come and look at our systems right uh seeing is believing and when you actually see how well they work and how long they work that will put your mind at ease at first right that uh, this is something that actually does work right so that's the first level of confidence and the second level is uh anybody who's bought these systems right as soon as they start using them they are extremely they happy right they've done, that they've done the right thing that they're compliant and they actually end up uh, telling people about it so it becomes something they're very proud of so uh, so i would yeah encourage them to to look at it and then i'll show you that once you do the right thing you will be proud of yourself and and your your organization for taking the, the right steps so that is very helpful kabir thank you very much for sharing all these views it is a big problem and the waste in general what we uh, as they say right waste is a waste only if you waste it so the food waste is one of the biggest component of the uh, of the urban waste that is being generated and it needs to be managed and we are running out of the options that we thought we had available with us the landfills are not an option both uh, as a organized one or even for composting there are several challenges uh, there are alternative ways which are superior ways to manage that and in fact if we can recycle and reuse and we can have those byproducts which are beneficial there are all the more reasons to explore these options for everyone uh, of course there are uh, there are challenges which will be involved 
but it's a it's a trade off between different options that organizations have so thank you very much for sharing these opinions with us kabir sure sure so i actually there's one more thought that came and maybe i'll sure. put it put it down here and you can see if it's useful so over time right what is of course this process we see of uh, food getting getting uh, processed and and biogas being used uh, within the premises is something that is useful but over time what we actually uh, want to see is once you know cities start doing this on a, on on a, on, a, on a mass scale there will be this large quantity of this beautiful organic fertilizer generated and currently there is no uh, i would say method or, or or system in place to actually uh, collect this to actually standardize it and to redistribute it uh, to farmers right so that our quality of food really really improves so that's another downstream system and process that uh, i believe will will uh, will develop over time and it will actually reduce our dependence on chemical fertilizers and and you know uh, pesticides and things like that so our food quality the cost to the farmer everything will will come down tremendously and also cost to the community right because today we 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 spend heavily as a country on on fertilizer on chemical fertilizers so this is something that we we do generate and can generate and distribute i think the the point that you make is very important because if we look at the larger picture we are talking about these hundreds and thousands of uh, organic material right primarily food which enters the cities from all the crop lands but for the next year crop to come uh, the nature would want a uh, lot of this to be degenerated back and become soil again which is not happening because nothing is going back and this was the topic of one of my earlier conversation also that it is very important that this uh, goes back as fertile soil so that the whole cycle can run in a sustainable manner and as you rightly said the costs of chemical fertilizers and everything else that is associated with it uh, is is large because you cannot just keep using chemical fertilizers and not have the natural soil regeneration that happens in those fertile lands so the if we just purely think in terms of the overall ecosystem and sustainability this is the logical thing that has to be done so there are all the more reasons for everyone to think about this of course which goes beyond their economics and but in the end the short term decisions are always being made by by any organization for their own immediate cost benefit analysis and that is where the role of regulators and governments comes into play to make sure that those calculations start turning more favorably towards these kind of solutions which are available right absolutely and and there are there luck, luckily we should be very proud that uh, uh, you know our, our our government is doing its role we we have a lot of uh, positive citizens and and i think as a nation we are very very far ahead in this in in waste management compared to uh, you know how the world is working of course there are other people also but we are we are, we, are, we should be proud that we actually one of the leaders in this field and i think our challenges are also much bigger right so uh, with with so much uh, so much consumption so much production that we have it is very important that we maintain the right balance of that so while we have bigger challenges we also have probably the biggest opportunities to manage that definitely definitely Thank you very much once again Kabir. Sure, thank you. Great great talking to you. 
If you are someone who has useful information on this subject or have success stories that you would like to share, please reach out to me. We need to build a community from all walks of life across the value chain to do our little bit in solving this problem. There are many things that divide us, but planet Earth unites us. Stay tuned for more content on sustainability. Take care and stay safe.